This episode of the Major Issues Podcast is brought to you by Patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse. Comic Book Click is on Patreon, guys. For as little as $0.10 cents a day or $3 a month, not only can you help keep the lights on here at Comic Book Click headquarters, but your donation gives you access to exclusive content like CBC commentaries, polls where you can choose what content we cover next, and special behind-the-scenes footage of things here at Comic Book Click. Visit Patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse today and become a Patreon. And remember, you, yes you, are worthy. everybody out there in comic book land my name is george serrano aka the don and if you're listening to this you can only be here for one reason that's a brand new episode of the major issues podcast brought to you by comicbookclick.com and as always i am never alone sir if you could please introduce yourself oh back in the stew again that is maximus cloud is maximus is back in the stew i brought you here into the stew sir because it's time to celebrate something pretty monumentous. And I'm almost certain monumentous isn't even a word. Uh, we are celebrating the, I want to say, what's 1991 is 30 years. Yeah, 30 year uh, anniversary of the creation of Deadpool. Deadpool. DP. DP. Is that what you're calling him around? Is listen, listen, this is, we got to bring, we got to bring, we got to bring the same energy. Don't, like- no one um, Google that. <laughs> Um, but but (laughs) but yeah uh we are i I was looking around you know the years ending we got some big things coming we got um spider-man no way home coming next week the week after that we'll be covering the entirety of hawkeye season one um so with such humongous properties they're they're actually they're actually watching that in the house now too yeah, man, it's 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 uh, really taking off. And with those humongous um, properties and content that we're going to be covering uh, literally right in front of us, I wanted to tackle something a little bit more lighthearted in regards to Deadpool. And when I thought about lighthearted, when I thought about quick, when I thought about like just popcorn, like a popcorn flick, I thought about this comic, bro. I thought about Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Um, I think I think most people have read this, even if they haven't read other very, very famous stories. I remember this story taking off. Uh, Everybody under the sun has covered it. But to tell you the truth, I hadn't read it in quite a long time. And I wondered if I would have any difference of opinion since the first time I read it. I definitely do, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, A little bit of homework up front. Deadpool, uh, the character, Wade Wilson, was created by writer Fabian Nesiza. I hope I'm saying that right. (laughs) Artist writer Rob Liefeld, who everyone knows, uh, pockets, you know, pouches. He likes putting pouches on things. Um, The character first appeared in The New Mutants, number 98 in february of 1991 so yeah my boy is uh 30 years old deadpool kills the marvel universe is a four issue story written by cullen bunn with art by dalibor talajak it has the colorist lee lau lauridge letterers joe sabino and editor jordan white The little summary they give in the back of the book is what if everything you thought was funny about Deadpool was actually disturbing? 
What if he decided to kill everyone and everything that makes up the Marvel Universe? What if he actually pulled it off? Would that be fun for you? I feel like this thing is threatening me. The Merc, the merc with a mouth takes a turn for uh, the twisted in a horror comic like no ever, like no other. I wanted to ask you up front, um, what's your history with, with Deadpool? Do you remember the first time you were introduced to the character? So um, I, um, his name rung bells to me before I even read a comic, before I even saw the movie. Um, I always saw him in like Marvel versus Capcom stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I know he was fourth wall breaking and all that, all that cool stuff. It wasn't. I think the actually the first one was actually this one, and I know he was like BFFs with Spidey and stuff like that. You know. Okay. So. Yeah, I I can't to tell you the truth. Right now, I'm in a position where I can't remember the first time I ever saw Deadpool. He was always just kind of around. And mm-hmm. I knew I knew about the character by the time we got to X-Men Origins, you know, um, and I guess, yeah, we might as well talk about that. What do you think about his portrayals in film? You know, X-Men Origins kind of neutered the character, had him his mouth so shut. We don't, we, don't, we don't talk about that. We don't talk, I'm completely overlooking that. I don't even. <laughs> he got killed in Deadpool like, 2, remember? In that post credit. Like, Men in Black with the, with the you know, memory sterilizer. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if that ever happened. <laughs> the neuralizer. Yeah. Um, I'm 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 loving it, man. Um, Ryan Reynolds has been killing it. Yeah, I'm definitely yeah. still unexpected. I definitely didn't think it was going to be as well as I thought it was going to be. And they had the balls to pull it off too. So yeah, yeah. Um, that first film has a lot more heart than I ever would have thought. Maximum it would have hurt, baby. I was like, all that stuff with Vanessa. You know, um, we would do a deep dive on the character but we actually have done a deep dive on the character look for our mm-hmm. deep dive into deadpool which we did i believe uh in preparation for the first film we have both of the deadpool films covered oh sorry as part of the major issues podcast so go and check those out as far as the comic book portrayals and um you know obviously deathstroke was an inspiration <laughs> with the halves and, and the colors and, and, and yeah he knows it and, and that's one of his biggest things is you know He's a very dangerous assassin and he likes to joke around and um, he breaks the fourth wall. Like those are the most defining aspects of that character. And it, it, you know, that ability to be meta, I guess is what the kids call it today has really, yeah. He's the wokest of them all. He's the wokest. He, you know, (laughs) um, like now stuff is more meta than it's ever been. Now, you know, stuff has been more fourth wall breaky than it's ever been so he is in the perfect place right now especially with ryan reynolds who is constantly laughing at himself so the combination of both of those two is just perfect in the era that we are now where we're constantly doing parodies and you know breaking the fourth wall and laughing about how ridiculous things are so i'm not surprised that the character has lasted as long as he has because Mm -hmm. you know as long as there's comics he's going to be poking fun at them and that's kind (laughs) of the fun part about this uh, do you remember the first time you read the story? Is this your first time reading the story? Um, so I think I want to say I got I, I read the story um, right before right before his movie came out because I wanted to you know I wanted to get in. Okay. Uh, um, so uh, this I didn't think it was I I mean the name is in the title. At yeah. The time. So, right, like, right. Okay. <laughs> so I'm just like I, I already know this is gonna be all over the place a little bit until I actually read the comic and it actually is all over the place. I just didn't know how crazy it was gonna be. Yeah, it gets it gets and, a bit crazy, and it's, and it's pretty and it's pretty wild. 
and, do you and, feel, and a lot of creative stuff too so yeah do you feel the same way about it now as you did when you first read it uh for sure um because i, I the, the first time i really enjoyed it um i didn't really have no complaints because um of course I'm, I, like i said at the time i was still getting ready for the movie so um I was just, I was, and it was my first Deadpool story. So, um, yeah, I was kind of marking every <laughs> single, almost every single page, you know? Yeah. It, it's, it, it's, it's incredibly for, it entertaining. It is, it is for issues, but it, it gets to the point. You know? Yeah. It, it moves in a clip. It's incredibly entertaining. So I'm, I'm feeling a little bit different now about this story than I did before. I still think yeah. that, um, it's incredibly entertaining. But I think it gets there by yada yadaing through some very big kind of plot holes, you know, yeah. like Doctor Strange, like he just he just, <laughs> he just gets Doctor Strange. Like there's there's yeah. a there's a group of very powerful it's, people it's, in this. Uh, some of it is convenient. <laughs> there's a group of very powerful people in this that he kills off screen. There's a lot of, we'll talk to it as we go through, but I'm like, oh, so he just got, he just, <laughs> and I don't get it. But dare, the thing is, I, it, ask any it, no, but it's almost a narrative. <laughs> it's almost a narrative in a meta way about how the writer ultimately ha- holds all the power in these stories. Right. We all, we were talking all the time about like, who would win between this person and this person? And the, the joke is always. The, whoever's writing is going to pick right, who's right. the winner between right. this and this story exemplifies that in the sense that because this writer is saying that deadpool will kill the marvel universe he he does you know because mm-hmm. he said it <laughs> and so it doesn't really matter what we think or in a real fight what none of that really matters in this situation or that's how it works and i think this goes down a lot easier being an elseworld story you know, I think when you mm-hmm. when you when you put that in your mind, it goes down a little bit easier. But if you are ready, I'd like to get into these four issues, talk about what happens, talk about some of mm-hmm. these deaths because they are they are incredibly creative. Yeah, man. They grease my boy in here too, bro. I'm I like, think that's the worst death, <laughs> or at least maybe the one that the affected me too, the most. Bro. I think that's the worst, and I'm not trying to be biased. Oh, I mean, you're like, you're, you but you're a little biased. <laughs> Let's get into full spoiler territory with this, though. So our story starts off with the Watcher, an ageless being of immense power charged to observe the vastness of the multiverse. He explains that all things come to an end, but while some can come to that end peacefully, others not so much. We are then shown this Earth's version of Marvel's first family, the Fantastic Four, with the Watcher calling them the first of many heroes to fall. A gas has been released that has caused Mr. Fantastic to lose the ability to control his elasticity. Sue holds uh, his soon-to-be-dead body while surrounded with the, by the remains of Ben Grimm's rocky body. So that's like one of the things, like Ben Grimm's mm-hmm. gone, but we don't know how. <laughs> we don't know, you know, just like... There's just pieces of himself lying around. Reed is the smartest man in Marvel, I think, or... Mm-hmm. Up there so with that, down. <laughs> and and he got got. Yeah, I'm assuming you know we see the gas and stuff like that. But like I said, you kind of have to buy that. Wade outsmarts Reed Richards in this, you know, um, but it's the it's the Fast and the Furious logic of jumping cars through buildings and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Like if you're asking that question here, it's not you know you're not here for the right part. Um, I like that he wasn't able to get the kids 
because Reed mentions that he left the kids in the negative zone <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so that whoever's targeting them um, doesn't get to them, but that the portal to the negative zone is broken. So their kids are stuck on that side. And he keeps saying that he's stolen something, that the guy who's targeting them has stolen something. An explosion in the background interrupts Sue and Reed and their tearful goodbye. So Sue becomes invisible only to find out that the perpetrator is none other than Deadpool, who crashes the fantastic car into the building, crushing Johnny Storm <laughs> just before slitting his throat. Uh, the resulting blood splatter reveals Sue Storm's position to Deadpool, but before he can attack her, Susan blows his head up with a force field. Pops his Pop like nothing. <laughs> However, Deadpool's healing factor rebuilds his head, and he manages to stab Sue in the back, effectively killing all the members of the Fantastic Four. So this was our introduction. Blood, guts, beheading. You see that booking? That masterful booking? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think coming in this er, early on with this, him taking out the Fantastic Four uh, so easily? I didn't think it was going to start off with him. I thought it was just chaos going down all around. Yeah. But I should have figured because, you know, the name's on the cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of like lead it up to be like a mystery as to who's lost, doing this. You know, I started overdoing myself. What's happening? <laughs> right, right, right. So then when um, he slit his throat, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> yes, yes. In a flashback, it's revealed that Deadpool was committed to the Ravencroft Asylum. If that sounds familiar, Ravencroft was um, featured in the latest Venom film. Uh, but he was taken there by the X-Men in order to heal him from his insanity. Like, they're over his shit. So they just bring him to the doctor like you fix him because we can't anymore. Good luck. <laughs> Unbeknownst to him, the doctor was actually the villainous Psycho Man. So I looked this man up. He's a real legit um, super villain. Uh, and his whole thing is brainwashing people. So he, this doctor is brainwashing his patients into doing his bidding. And he's aiming to do the same thing with Deadpool. And I mean, come on, with Deadpool, the world's greatest assassin under his control, he's, mm-hmm. he would be unstoppable, you know? So the plan backfires when Psycho Man tries to use his patented control box, a portable emotion controlling device that projects a ray capable of stimulating the centers of emotions in a person's brain. The device has settings allowing it to trigger fear, doubt, and hate at varying degrees of intensity. So when using this device, Deadpool mind his basically his mind fractures right what would you call it like a psychotic break because he is resisting the mind control and it just snaps the force of 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 psycho man trying to control him and him not wanting to be controlled causes his mind to snap and all of the voices in his head are replaced by a new one that encourages him to kill everyone but we don't know why that's one of the other things about deadpool in comics is that he'll have multiple thought bubbles of different color and shape to to uh so you could decipher with the different voices in his head, which I always thought was pretty cool. They're usually all yellow, but this one is a weird red. And it's just making you think that something <laughs> else is inside his head. The new unhinged Deadpool kills Psycho Man by smashing his head as a stamp very brutally. And later he escaped. He escapes the site, the asylum, but not before blowing it up. As the Watcher stands over the slain Fantastic Four, Deadpool confronts him and manages to kill him thanks to one of Reed's devices. His inner voice demands to learn who the Watcher has been talking to, and he looks directly at the reader before proclaiming that whoever it is, they may want to keep their eyes peeled. So that's a little bit of a hint as to what's going on in his mind. At this point, 
are you, are you have you smartened up? Because I had no idea what the hell was going on. I have no. I was on. Yo, dude, I can't even lie. I'm, I came in, no smarts, no nothing. You know, I'm just gonna. You know, I'm on for the ride. I'm right. I'm strapped in. Who we killing? How we killing? Why? That's right. What I want. <laughs> yeah, and usually in a situation like this, it's because they've turned evil or whatever. Like we have that yep. new um, Suicide Squad kill the Justice League game. And obviously, they're not trying to actually kill the Justice League. They're trying to stop the Justice League because they've, they're under Brainiac's control. But this is just him murking people to murk people. Well, we know why. And it's kind of a, you know, no, nothing matters kind of situation. But we'll, but we'll get there. Our story continues with news reporter Trish Tilby reporting on Deadpool's killing spree since he left the Baxter building post-Fantastic Four Massacre. By this point, uh, okay, by this point, he already managed to kill Dr. Doom off screen. Doom, my guy. And Ghost Rider, who you would think the Penistea would rip him in, in twine. Nope. He's uh, crazy. But, but him, him crazy. And he killed Howard the Duck, who died roasted. We see him roasted like a roast duck. Um, Trish Tilby, the reporter, claims that some of the members of the X-Men and the Avengers are casualties as well. <laughs> We cut to Deadpool battling Spider-Man in the middle of New York City, where Spidey is mocking Wayne, Wade, calling him annoying. Their skyscraper scuffle comes to an end when Spidey lets Deadpool fall from the side of a building, crash landing into a bloody heap on a cop car. With citizens looking on, Spidey gets into the difference between the two of them, and Deadpool laughs, saying Spider-Man is not allowed to break character. Another hint as to what is going on. And upon reread, it's very interesting to see him put these puzzle pieces together. Mm-hmm. Um, Spider-Man says he's finished with, raids, with Wade's riddles and tells him to forget trying to cut him because he won't be able to. Deadpool agrees and points his Glock under Spidey's chin. And that just that shot, just seeing him hold the gun yeah, there, you already um, know. You already know what's up. Um before uh, shooting the wall crawler point blank through the skull. His inner voice. And he does this in front of everybody, by the way. <laughs> yeah, in front of the whole crowd in the middle of the street. Yep. His inner voice uh, <laughs> t- <laughs> tells him that he doesn't have to play their games anymore. And even then, with the gunshot, like we've seen now Tom Holland dodge a bullet. Right? Point blank range with, uh, with old Mysterio there and stuff. But yeah. This is Deadpool's story, B. He coming for he coming for for it all. Playing for keeps. After Spider-Man's death, the Avengers meet to discuss how to deal with Deadpool's killing spree, especially since off-screen he's already murdered Black Panther, Iron Fist, and Tigra. So again, like I feel like Black Panther he's would give him work. some trouble. You know what I'm saying? Bro. But we don't got to show that fight because it's happened off screen. He's already killed. He's already killed the best fighter in Wakanda and the protector of Kong Lung. Edwin Jarvis boom, 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 arrives uh, to announce that he's found Dr. Hank Pym dead and some of the Pym particles missing. Off screen. Off screen. <laughs> Wolverine correctly deduces that Deadpool is behind this and suddenly bombs appear on their table having been hidden by Pym Tech. After blowing up the Avengers Tower, killing most of the Avengers inside, except for Luke Cage and Thor, Deadpool gloats holding Ant-Man's helmet. 
Wade fights Luke Cage and reveals that he planted some shrunken bombs inside Luke's coffee so he can blow him up from the inside by passing his unbreakable skin. And he does exactly that. Blow him up from the inside. Blow him up from the inside. What a, what a way to go. As for Thor, knowing his physiology can withstand most explosives, Deadpool managed to sprinkle some pin particles on Mjolnir, making it grow massively in size. Uh, yeah, that was, I, I, yo, you know, it's funny. I knew, I knew it was over the first time I, the first time I read, I was like, oh man, if he gets hit with that, <laughs> with that, yeah, it becomes like a monument. Hammer, oh man. And it just crushes him. This yeah, was the only thing though, as I was trying to take notes, I was trying to figure out, is it that he threw it at Wade and Wade kicks it back? What? How does it go back in the direction of Thor? What would you say happens? Did it miss that point? It was just coming back boomerang style. Maybe, but I don't well, understand. I have a comic. I have the comic in my hand. I just yeah, and I'm looking at it, and he's. But he also has the helmet in his hand too. So I wonder how he got it to go in the direction of, um, oh Thor there, but he killed and kills Odin's son with his own hammer. Uh, next on the, cool that he thought, I found the cool that right before he thought he um he mentioned Ragnarok. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> next on the list is uh, the Incredible Hulk, who easily dismembers Deadpool and proceeds to leave, declaring himself victor, whilst also stating he wants to be left alone. He retreats to a cave and falls asleep, reverting back to Bruce Banner. Unbeknownst to him. Deadpool tracked him down, waiting to this very moment of vulnerability to be head banner, thus ridding this world of the Hulk. Again, this issue is incredibly gory. Like, like mm-hmm. there's no, there's no, there's no like um, sword swinging and blood splatter. You see him cut the head off of Bruce Banner. You see him, you see the head come off. You see mm-hmm. the blood spray. You know, they're not playing around with any of this stuff, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, were you surprised that he? Was able to take down Hulk so quickly and no, viciously because I, I figured he, since he came since he came back down he went to sleep I guess he had to be at, you know like at some peace you know yeah yeah hundred percent so vulnerable um, and then just gotta wait him out in, at least he went in his sleep yeah yeah well he got <laughs> woken up I was I think Deadpool talks and he opens an eye or something because his eyes are open when he's dead. But uh, which is a scary thought too, <laughs> to just wake up and see an assassin there. Um, he's doing this. To, what do you think of Deadpool's look in this? He has like he's cut the mouth of his of his mask off, or maybe it's just come off because of like debris or all his fighting and stuff like that. What do you think about this like unhinged duct tape and <laughs> and uh, uh, you know tatters, uh, Deadpool? I mean, he's worn. He's not like he's got any other masks lying around, so you know. That is true. That is true. And he is taking on a lot of uh he's been gonna work all day, man. He's a lot of enemies universe, family. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of enemies. Mr. Wade is. So I think that's uh that's I I I, I like it. Except for his mouth looks like he has some sort of like, disease you get when like you don't skin. He has, like, he has a disease you get when you don't protect yourself in certain situations with your loved ones. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just wondering what that was. This is kind of badass slash super hella dark. So crushed by the sudden loss of so many lives, 
May Parker and Mary Jane Watson gather the grieving loved ones of the deceased heroes. So Rick Jones is there, who's the best friends with the Hulk. We have Alicia Masters, who marries the thing at one point. Um, played by Kerry Washington in the film. Check that out. Uh, and they basically pull together all their resources, including antiques, you know, all the money in their wallet, all this mm-hmm. stuff. And they put it all together, pull their resources all together to hire taskmasters of all people Just standing in the living room to kill Deadpool once and for all. So do you think the ends justify this? No, because they're no. not going to beat him. <laughs> Well, I mean that there's there's that there's that as as well. Were you surprised to see that they went this route? Almost. I'm uh, especially on May. Oh yeah, on May was she held the meeting like she called everybody yeah. over. She she ain't about that. But then she also had to see her nephew get shot in the middle of yeah, New York City. You got to imagine that that was great. that was probably on footage everywhere. Absolutely ridiculous. And May's dealt, May's dealt with enough. You know, May's dealt with enough. Um, so yeah, he accepts their payment and agrees to hunt way down until the job is complete. Tax taskmaster tracks Deadpool for several days while Deadpool has left a trail of bodies to follow, which include Venom, Multiple Man, and Green Goblin. <laughs> um, are you familiar with Power Pack, Jarvis? With Power Pack, Power Pack, yes, I am not. So, Power Pack is a fictional team of superheroes consisting of four young siblings your kids um and they all have superpowers um and yeah they first appeared in their own series in 1984 so it's four, it's a it's four children basically um and you said it was a series yeah yeah but marvel marvel uh marvel comics or whatever but um okay, okay. Uh, Power Pack at one point, I believe, even joins the Fantastic Four, uh, or at least hangs out in the you know Future Foundation building for a little while. But it's for children; it's for kids. I say all that because uh, Taskmaster finds the remains of those children, <laughs> and it is then when he sees the tatters of the Power Pack that he's like, "You know what, man? <laughs> Deadpool deserves to die." Uh-huh. And I hadn't—I didn't know who Power Pack was the first time I read this. But that adds so much more context. <laughs> like he's murdering kids, you know. He's he, he's he's killed children. Um. So he yeah he's like he deserves to die and it's it, you know what it's not I'm like I'm gonna do this regardless <laughs> of the money of the money yeah regard I do it for free at this point a hundred percent. Um. But the problem is he still doesn't know where Deadpool is. In an abandoned warehouse, Deadpool wakes up Professor X, Charles Xavier who he has tied to a chair in a room with several different monitors. The warehouse has been remodeled into a giant deadly maze with specific traps. Deadpool taunts the professor before Charles asks Deadpool why he's killing everyone. Deadpool then just turns the question around to the professor saying if he thinks he can actually, anyone can actually feel anything. And when Charles says yes, Deadpool stabs him in the leg with a knife and then forces Charles to send a telepathic message to the X-Men who are in the warehouse searching for him. Um, This is all villainous because these guys I care a lot about. At the time when I was reading this, I didn't really mess with the Fantastic Four. And Spider-Man hurt because, again, you know, big fan of the guy. 
but like this i was like oh no i like these guys i like the x-men for the most part um uh this is where i started to not have fun uh and it kind of starts off with cyclops because greased, yeah i was gonna say he greased cyclops too bro in another part of the warehouse cyclops emma frost cannonball and pixie hear charles calling out to them before they can act a red orb appears out of nowhere and consumes cyclops's head cyclops attempts to blast it off his head but this causes an explosion that kills him emma cannonball and pixie and they show the explosion and then in the background you can see on the surveillance cameras mm-hmm, mm-hmm. various decapitated heroes and blood splatter. So it's absolutely ridiculous. Um Cyclops attempt oh no, I did that already. He's dead. Charles is horrified by this, mm-hmm. but Deadpool taunts him again before turning his attention to another monitor, one that shows rogue. Gambit and Colossus nearly being crushed by the walls closing in around them. And I'm thinking, oh, with Gucci, Colossus is there. You know, like he's a big ass uh metal Russian man. He sh- he'll be fine. Um, and even Gambit says the same thing. He's like, ah, don't worry, Colossus could- we can keep these walls from crushing us. But suddenly the room is filled with a powerful jolt of electricity and it kills all three of them. Uh, Ab- absolutely ridiculous. Deadpool's dark inner voice encourages him to let Professor X try and read his mind. Deadpool thanks the professor for having him admitted to Psycho Man's care as it was Psycho Man's tampering with Deadpool's mind that got Deadpool to gain his new nihilistic view on life. Do you understand? (laughs) That's basically what it was. (laughs) He was like, bro, having had enough, Charles attempts to kill Deadpool by shutting down his mind. Also incredibly dark. But when he tries... He realizes why Deadpool is doing what he does and his brain goes dead from shock, which was wild, bro. Yeah, he, he, he basically died from like an aneurysm of figuring out what Deadpool had just figured out. And Deadpool's disappointed he didn't get to kill him himself, but it is what it is. Uh, Wade turns his attention back to the monitors. Now, I'm going to ask you which one of these you think is the most jacked up. You have Magneto in uh, jellyfied acid. Uh, so he no metal. He's just there, uh, basically bones in a suit. You have Kitty Pride trapped in a tesseract. So it's like a weird physics puzzle where she can't get through one layer without bouncing off and ending up still stuck where she was at. Uh, and I guess I, no. This I guess this is a better question than which one of these you think is the worst. Deadpool doesn't kill her. He says that basically her, her being perpetually contained in this hellhole, it's it's it works just as well as killing. What would you rather? Stuck in the Tesseract or shot in the face by Pete, like Peter Parker? Kill me. Kill, kill <laughs> me. It's stuck, being stuck forever, bro. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a whole nother kind of hell. But this one is also pretty bad. He then notices Wolverine having regenerated from the destruction of Avengers headquarters on another monitor and decides that he's going to go finish off Mr. Weapon X personally. Wolverine discovers a traumatized arcade chained up in another room. So arcades been known to, he's like kind of like toy master where he's just one Mm -hmm. of those guys that invents these ridiculous traps or um, weapons. And he explains that Deadpool used him to create the death maze that, is being used to kill all the other X-Men. 
Wolverine almost kills Arcade, but he stops when he hears the sound of a flamethrower nearby. Leaving Arcade to grovel where he's chained up, Wolverine wanders into a room and finds X-23 and Dakin, his son, so basically his son and his daughter, mm-hmm. yeah. tied up to a device uh, by the wrists and ankles that sets off flamethrowers that burn them and then every time time that their body starts to regenerate it sets off a timer and starts to burn them again is that the darkest in this is that the darkest death in this that's pretty dark right living in this perpetual hell between death and life is that is absolutely ridiculous um oh so deadpool suddenly appears behind logan wearing beast skin (laughs) He was like a warrior. He's wearing beast's skin as a like a like a cloak. Samurai mountain man. Yeah. And he's holding a sword. Wolverine attacks Deadpool, but Deadpool reveals that his sword is made of carbonadium. Am I saying that right? What do yes. you read that word as? You are carbonadium. Car- carbonadium, which can nullify Wolverine's healing factor, and he impales him with it. Deadpool recounts that he technically already killed Wolverine with the rest of the Avengers and reasons that he will come back no matter what because he because of his popularity. What do you think about that? <laughs> what do you think about that little slide, that little, uh, uh, you know, slick comment? I thought that was cool. That made me, I forgot that I made me laugh the first time, too. Because um, plot armor is, is a real thing. You know, the ability, like, they, the, this character only survived because... Um, they they have to because they're the main character. You know, so we just make things up, and people have said that about Wolverine. You know, not so long ago, what about five years ago? They killed him. The death mm-hmm. of Wolverine it was this big thing. The, he got melted in adamantium. Yeah, yeah, he got melted in adamantium, <laughs> and it was like you know, sunrise, sunset, and X twenty three rises, becomes a new Wolverine. People give her a bunch of crap about being woke females, you know, replacing men <laughs> that can never happen, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And next thing you know, Wolverine fights a cosmic cube in his back pocket and just comes back to life, and no one asks any questions. So that's you know, he's kind of right. As he chops Wolverine's head off, Deadpool tells him that he has plans, and that this time Wolverine's popularity won't be enough to save him. So I was like, oh, well, Logan. <laughs> Logan. Meanwhile, Taskmaster arrives at 177 Avenue on Bleakin Street. Or 177 Bleaker Street, right? Is that what it is? To find that Deadpool has... He's already killed Doctor Strange and Wong. Again, convenient that we didn't watch this fight. Because I would be very interested to see how he, get, yeah, how he did this. Um, but it's Deadpool's story. So they got got. Um, and But yeah, there's books and everything scattered all over the place. So Taskmaster's like, he came in here for something... He came in here looking for something, obviously, because the way things are shattered and trashed, you know, he was obviously rifling through something. But uh, he eventually learns through looking through the books that Deadpool intends to find and destroy the nexus of all realities. Still no clue what's going on. Nope. I still had no clue what's going on. Everything at the time. Yeah. Yeah, like 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 cutting off the multiverse, right? Like just yeah, like the core of everything. Right, right, right. As Deadpool's rampage continues, 
violent riots break out as various superheroes and supervillains are killing one another. Amidst the riots, a group of heroes and villains are about to jump off a tall building to their deaths in what appears to be a mass suicide pact. <laughs> what were you thinking when you saw this? When you see Kingpin up there with everybody else seemingly on the edge of a building getting ready to kill themselves. <laughs> Absolutely like, ridiculous. Like I, said. I definitely wasn't expecting to see anything like that. Right. Jeez. And you know what's you know you know what's even worse? The first time I read this, I didn't I didn't get what's going on. And I'll, I'll explain it when we get there. But I'm like, oh wow, he's gotten so everyone so like depressed and so like mm-hmm. nothing matters yeah, that they might as well kill themselves anyway we wanted you know yeah and to, and to have kingpin up there yeah so defeatist felt weird to me it was like wait so the the man with the strongest will no powers at all who's t- taking it to these <laughs> people you know all of a sudden it feels like oh what was me i might as well kill myself uh, i thought that was interesting but you know it'll be explained later um, before the heroes and villains can jump, the Punisher shoots who he believes to be Deadpool in the head with a sniper rifle and then tries to finish him off before he can regenerate. When Punisher reaches the body of quote-unquote Deadpool, he finds Puppet Master dressed in Deadpool's uniform. It is then revealed that in reality, Deadpool forced Puppet Master to create puppets of the remaining heroes and villains and then use those puppets to force the heroes and villains of the Earth to jump off of a building killing themselves. <laughs> it's messed up. I Jeez, think Wilson man. Fisk hits He's the ground. Dead. I think there's a panel of Wilson Fisk hitting the ground. Yeah, uh, it is. He's face down. Yeah. So dark. Incredibly, incredibly dark. Um, and explains why they all did it. Because again, up until that point, I'm like, this is ridiculous. Um, yep. The real Deadpool appears behind Punisher and he kind of quips about the whole, you know, this is this is your this is your deal or whatever. I'm taking your deal. Do you know what that's in reference to? Is uh wait, no. So um turns out Deadpool's not the first person to, to do this. Uh Punisher kills the Marvel Universe came out in 1995. Oh yes, yes, yes. I was gonna I didn't, I thought he was, I was thinking way out there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he, yeah, I, did, I remember, I, cause I do remember seeing the cover for that. Right. So yeah, that's why he was like, I can't, I know I'm kind of <laughs> taking your thing, but I do it better <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> um, they're com- they have a comic together, Deadpool and Punisher. It's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. They drop some like, um, uh, BVS references of Martha, the Martha <laughs> moment is referenced yeah. in that book. It's pretty, pretty good. I started, I, this, to tell you, to be honest, kind of led me down a rabbit hole. I, I read Deadpool versus Thanos. I read Deadpool versus Punisher. There's a yeah, Deadpool I'm versus waiting. Black Panther I haven't gotten into yet. I got some, I got some Spider-Man and Deadpool. On oh, I read right some now. of that and it's, it looks like it's really, really fun. Um, and those characters work together. I just got to try to do my best yeah. to forget that he shot him in the face. And, and cracked his skull all over. He gave him the old hey. bing bong, I think is what they call it now. <laughs> <laughs> so him dead. Because uh, he... Deadpool uses a puppet of Frank to force Frank to shoot himself in the head. Again, pretty damn dark. Then 
uh, Deadpool uses the puppets created for him by Puppet Master to kill several cosmic heroes and villains, including Silver Surfer, Thanos, and even Galactus. So you get what I mean by like the off-screen kind of of stuff? It's like, yeah, I think you could kill Punisher. I don't really have to see that fight. You can just scan over that. I want to see when he kills Silver Surfer. I want to see when he kills um, Black Panther, etc. But eventually, Taskmaster finally tracks down Deadpool to a swamp where Tasky declares that he will give Deadpool a mercy killing. Deadpool notes that Taskmaster may be the only person who understands what he's trying to do, but Taskmaster declares that Deadpool is just insane. Um, then this has been always a thing. Like they, they've always been um, kind of enemies, butting heads. These two. Mm-hmm. I think that's just how it works with Taskmaster's ability to predict and Deadpool's ability to be unpredictable. Like they, they, they just kind of fit those two together. Um, Really, really liked the Taskmaster design always. Really, really liked it in mm-hmm. the Spider-Man PS4 game that I'm currently playing. Really, really didn't like it in Black Widow. <laughs> it wasn't a <Yeah>. fan. <laughs> wasn't a fan, bro. I think it was yeah, the goggle, absolutely. like the aviator goggle kind of visor thing. Like the sun, the cool sunglasses kind of look. <laughs> it's like skull teeth, but you have like these, these cool sunglasses. And it looks like he has like a beanie on or a backwards hat. It's very weird. Um, but yeah, uh, Deadpool report retorts, reports, retorts that he's trying to free everyone from the endless cycle of continuity. At this point, do you understand what he's talking about? He's trying to to end comics. Yeah, basically this is, this is kind of the moment where we start to figure out that very much like Rick Sanchez. You know, Deadpool knows that he's in a comic book. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's kind of known this before. Like he, I feel like he's kind of breaking the broken the fourth wall or at least alluded to the fact that he has more knowledge than everybody else. But instead of taking it as a joke, it kind of puts him in the direction that everything is meaningless. Like be, if if we're all just characters in some story written by somebody, then it doesn't really matter who dies or how they die. There's no such thing as villains and heroes. Everything is made up, you know, by one person. So ultimately none of this stuff is bad or good. I'm literally just creating more pages of the story. Um, As the fight continues, (laughs) Taskmaster begins to mimic Deadpool's fighting style and even hear his dark voice. Deadpool notes that when Taskmaster mimics someone's fighting style, he can anticipate their next move. So he asks Taskmaster what's next, causing Taskmaster to realize that the more he fights like Deadpool, the more he'll start thinking like Deadpool too, causing him to become more afraid. Man-Thing then appears. Now, Jarvis, I don't know not a damn thing about Man-Thing. You know, part, One of the best parts of the Major Issues podcast is kind of having to go back and and and... I went back to Puppet Master to find out about all that stuff because I was like, again, when I first read it, I was I didn't get what was what was happening. But if you if you know no Puppet Master, you'd be like, oh okay. Like if if that was Kilgrave, right? right? Like you'd be like, oh okay, I, I get I get this. I don't understand where they're going with this. But there's some of these older villains I don't I didn't really know much about. And Man Thing is one of those characters, you know, Man Thing, Swamp Thing. It, it, I get kind of confused with the two. But it was this introduction to man thing that i realized what he says which is 
that the man thing's touch burns anybody who's in fear. It's pretty, pretty much a that's a pretty badass, uh, pretty badass power. Are you familiar with the man thing at all? I'm not familiar with the man thing. I think there was a movie made in 2005. We're gonna have to cover that. It's a it's a Marvel movie, but it's not an MCU movie, so you know it's trash. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! Uh, it looks like when I when I went to the cast, the very first person to pop up is Rachel Taylor, who you might know as Pat Seawalker. So Patsy was in Man Thing and in uh, Jessica Jones. Speaking of which, no one's talked about Jessica Jones coming back, right? Like no one's. That's all right. No it could be a hidden gem. No one's. No one's like referencing that she might show up in anything, right? Like I miss that character. Secret. Okay. You promise? Okay. Good. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Man Thing <laughs> Man Thing was created in 1971 um, Oh Team Affiliations The Nexus of All Realities Ah, Check that out The Man Thing is a former scientist Who was transformed into a, comp- a comp- Creature A creature composed of Vegetable matter Vegetable matter <laughs> Through the synergistic interactions of mystical energy and swamp mutagens. You write, you're writing this down? Though, though the beast now lacks on normal human intellect and has shed any desire to communicate with human society and nevertheless becomes an accidental hero as it stumbles upon various crime and horror scenarios. Huh. He possesses oh, a... Yeah, they he possesses protect the green, bro. Yeah, but this one has like magic powers, apparently. Uh, it, it it is able to sense human emotions, and is enraged by fear, and automatically secretes a powerful corrosive. Anyone feeling fear and clutched by man thing is prone to be burned, either chemically or mystically. And that became his tagline: "Whatever knows fear burns at man thing's touch." What is going on with you, man? Thing this guy, it just goes on and on. Mystical burn and on mystical burn. Oh, it said Bobby Morris was introduced in Man Thing. Bobby Morris is Mockingbird. Mockingbird dated Hawkeye. We might be seeing Man Thing this week in Hawkeye, and that was Man Thing talk. But now (laughs) we continue the rest of this. Um, We. Burns. Yeah, man thing basically kills the <laughs> hell out of Taskmaster um, by burning his head, burned to death with his touch. Deadpool convinces man thing to destroy himself so that he can travel to the nexus of all realities. Once there, he sees all versions of Deadpool across the multiverse. He then ends up in a room where he sees the writers of Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe plotting the comics ending. As he approaches them for the kill, Deadpool addresses the reader, telling them that once he's done with the rioters, boom, 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 he'll find you soon enough. Bro, I think he just threatened me, bro. He did. He turned everybody. I thought, I thought him walking into with the rioters was pretty clever as hell. 
Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, like, if that's the, if he has figured out that he's a comic book character, that's exactly his next point, right? That's exactly that's mm-hmm. where he goes next. And this has a sequel. Are you familiar? Yeah, I was gonna say, doesn't it have a sequel? It does. Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe again. I think it's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna do some 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 research now. But um. Yeah, I don't. Re- I didn't remember him killing so many known characters. Because think about it, when I was right, first read this, I wasn't as versed in comic book lore as I was before. So, who he killed in here are what I consider the that's most popular the, Marvel that's characters. What I was, that's what I'm, that's that what I'm existed. saying. You know, it's funny because um, when I heard, when I um, found that out, I was like, how? Because he he killed so much people even off screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Let me see. So Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe again, I think is written by the same author. Yeah, it only came out four years ago. Wow. Same creative team. Really? Same writer, same artist, same letterer. I just might check that out. So we might have to do that for uh, when he turns 60 years old. (laughs) Or maybe we'll do it. This, This seems to have uh, here, here's some here's some uh, names that are in this. Aim, uh-huh. Modoc, uh-huh. Loki, uh-huh. Magneto, uh-huh. Uh, Jessica Jones, uh-huh. M- Misty Knight, uh, Nick Fury. So there's a lot of people getting it in this. Okay. She Hulk. Yeah, it gets it gets pretty ridiculous. Um, so yeah, that sequel we, we might be covering soon. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think that this is a if you turn off your brain, like I said, like you're watching a Michael oh, yeah, Bay it's, film. It's hell yeah. it's, it's I think so it's incredibly right. fun. I think it's funny. Yeah. I think it's gory. I think it accomplishes what they wanted to accomplish with it. Um, it's funny because I think of this, and what makes me think of this comic is um, Marvel Zombies. Because I also found out Marvel Zombies has a sequel too, right? Yeah, yes, it does. It does, it does. Yeah. Um, that they're actually making a Marvel Zombies either film or series. Um, so that's gonna be interesting. So much down the line. But one of the things that I wanted to talk about also is the reason why the next two weeks are going to be huge as for Marvel and the major issues podcast and comic book click as a whole, is because there's been a lot of rumors and rumblings about the reintegration of various characters that Marvel owns that they didn't own always and them being brought into the fold. Now, this is one of the debates that's been happening since the sale went through. But what do you think they're going to do with Wade? What do you think they're going to do with Deadpool? I don't know. They can do whatever they want and he can pop up whenever he wants. And we just have to accept it. <laughs> what, what would um, what would you do with Deadpool? What if they're like, you know what, Jarvis, you've seen over 20 dude, Marvel no. films. We're bringing you in. What property do you introduce him into? Do you do you know, wait man. till everybody else is established? Do you wait till you, you do could, your X Men? You, you could toss him in. You can really toss him in anywhere and try to make it work. I think they can. I think they're honestly capable of doing that. But yeah, um, I really don't know where or how. Even if they would give him his own movie first, um, yeah, I think he'd pop up first someplace before he gets his own movie in the MCU. Um, so like cameo, funny cool. cameo, post credit kind of. Kind of jazz, kind of deal, yeah. Kind of pop up that way. Um, he can he can pop up in Spider Man, yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm gonna that's, go. That's I'm gonna go there. with. We yeah. already know that Deadpool knows Korg. Right. right? Mm-hmm. We already know that they know each other because they did a reaction uh, to the Free Guy trailer together, yep. which is hilarious because <laughs> both of those actors are in that film, uh, Brian Reynolds and Taika Watiti. Um, so it would be hilarious if Korg is just playing, has just been playing Fortnite with Wade this whole time, you know? And then Dory's uh, like, you know, I'm going to go get that Noob Master 69 <laughs> or whatever and goes no, over there. can't be Noob Master. Well, Loki's probably Noob Master, to be fair, <laughs> to be completely honest. But um, yeah, maybe Deadpool is that. The other uh, big question is, what do you do about all the the effing and jeffing? What do you do about all the cursing? What do you do about all keep the... It. Keep, keep it. it. Keep, keep it. Keep it, bro. Keep it. See, but now I'm, about to, now I'm about keep to have it. a debate with you here. But if, but if you can't if you can't keep it, he's got to make fun of not being able to keep it. So here's the issue. You totally can keep it. My thing is, by keeping it, though, you are closing the door for children to watch th- those films or at least be allowed That's to true. watch those films, right? That's true. So, so if you're acknowledging that, how essential do you make Deadpool stories? Or are they just like, you can miss it. It doesn't matter. It won't miss in the grand scheme of things. Because you can't put like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't mm-hmm. debut Fantastic mm-hmm. Four in Deadpool if children can't watch Deadpool. He can, be, he can even be his own thing too. How about whatever the hell he wants? Maybe it should I be one of those things where like he comes through a portal like Black Panther did in Endgame. And all of a sudden in this new universe, every time he curses, it beeps. And he doesn't. <laughs> He doesn't know why. He doesn't like understand why. Be, I just feel like it's gonna be. I just feel like it's gonna be trophy. Like I, what, I the, feel the like beeps be censoring hilarious. him. I feel like it's gonna be hilarious and yeah. or badass. His debut. So that was saying you keep them all are blood guts. Yeah, I keep him cursing, is, bro. Do you fix it. do you graduate other people to that level as well, or do you keep them on an island? Uh, you can maybe just a a, a sprinkle. Maybe a Frank Castle, but but um, you can still keep keep them as such. Yeah, keep them keep them as R rated mm-hmm. as you can. I'm very interested to see about all this because I want him to play with everybody. But I know, and here's another big Cause, thing. Because from from what I understand, Marvel's getting into some into some stuff, you know. So um, I just I just found out not too not too long ago. Well, not really too not too long ago, but I'm pretty sure I've mentioned somewhere down the line that. I'm, Doctor Strange and um and Wanda is gonna be uh, a horror movie. Yes, right. So they are so, they are experimenting with the formula, you yeah, know, in, in many ways. Sure. So I think I think they're gonna keep Wade just the way he is. I'm not really too worried about him. An- another thing, another note on the cursing is that while we all like it, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's such a, it's a it's a flair for the character. There have never, to my knowledge, been explicitly written curses in a Deadpool comic. Right. Right? It's always just been like the the wingdings. Like, it's always been like the number sign and the at sign and all that kind of stuff. So it's not yeah. like we've read him to be cursing all this time. Mm-hmm. Like, in if you read the boys, they're legitimately cursing all the time. They're cursing <laughs> willy-nilly. That's, that's part of that character. But that entire comic is R-rated in a way. Like they, they, they do with sex and drugs and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas Deadpool, I think 
it's meant to be read by all ages for the most part. Um, so long as you, you know, miss, miss all the blood and stuff. Um, it, it, it sucks. He won't be able to meet Tony, you know? Yeah. But he'll still uh, be able to meet Peter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which if Peter? Bring him in, in the next three years. Which Peter? Then that's how. I mean, it, not in the next three years, but, you know, within those next three movies and stuff. No, oh, oh, yes, 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 <laughs> yes. Uh, happy birthday, Deadpool. 30 years. 30 years. You don't look a day over <laughs> over 40. Stop calling him that. <laughs> Stop calling him <laughs> DP because I don't think anyone's going to listen if I just promote this as the DP episode. The, the, the day uh, uh, the Don and Carlos Maximus do a DP. That's that's what that's what this episode is going to be called. Hey, I don't think that that's hey, going to work. Oh, that that's not that's not uh that's not great. Also, <laughs> side note, because you said DP DDP uh, got married this uh, today. Uh, I think today, uh, and his wife's first name is Paige, so his wife is now named Paige Page. Just want to put that yeah. out there. Yeah. Um. Next week we may both be dead, Jarvis. Next week, me and you. <laughs> are doing something we haven't done in a while, which is cover a brand new Spider-Man film. Bro, bro, bro. I'm, <laughs> in a state of, I'm in a state of emergency with that movie right now. I can't even, I'm not even at liberty to talk about it. Yeah? Yes. Do you it's have your multiverse. tickets? Somewhere out there in the multiverse, I have a ticket. Somewhere, somewhere else? Somewhere out there. <laughs> Somewhere oh no! There. Oh no! I have a ticket. You had to wait on people. It was that what it was? And you had to I, wait on the fam. And it, yeah, it was. I can't. It's not even that I can't wait on the fam, dude. It's like we want to sit together, and I don't. And we can't get anything together. It's so difficult. I feel you, but yeah, I'm about to go to an eight o'clock show, eight a.m. showing. You know, um, but this is this is gonna be you know next week's podcast is gonna be incredibly personal, I think. I, I suspect um, me and you have had constant conversations about Spider-Man. Oh, for sure. Spider-Man, mate. I don't know if you remember, but me and you, the uh, reaction video for his first trailer for Spider-Man Homecoming. That's my Tom Holland. This is my Tom Holland. Hello there. My name is Tom Holland, and I love Zendaya. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, man, we we got to watch these films together. We got to watch this character grow. We got to watch this character die in Infinity mm-hmm. War and then come back <laughs> in Endgame. Um, you know, obviously, just as a fan, what is this film going to mean to you when it comes out, when you're able to see it? Oh, man, I don't even know what to expect, to be honest. I'm, I'm taking it day by day. Yeah? Yeah. Where your expectations? Now that the cat, cat is out of the bag, I, I still, even though I'm granted, I still know what's expected. Now the cat is out of the bag, they're gonna do three more. No, I love, I love this. To be honest, I it's love just, this. I love just, this. <sighs> I, I do the Department of the Nerds podcast live every Tuesday, and um, we had the discussion about this because I said that this this period right now is incredibly fun as Marvel tries to keep the worst kept secret that it's probably mm-hmm. ever had and refuses refuses and we'll be like but we found this score but we found this picture but this <laughs> but this actor said this and marvel was like nope nope i hope, I hope they're both mailmen i hope they're both mailmen <laughs> yeah 
they go to a universe where they're both they they have a podcast and they podcast about <laughs> Spider Man. <laughs> That's what I want to see. I want to see like them smash through a podcast studio and it's Toby and Andrew sitting there, uh, and they're like they're podcasting on about Spider Man. What would a Spider Man podcast be called? Swinging, swinging. I think that first thing guess swinging be- Peters. <laughs> A Spider-Man podcast. You can also, put that you up know, there. You know Deadpool's going to be on the first episode of that. <laughs> of Swinging <laughs> Peters? <laughs> yep. DP on Swinging Peters? This, mm-hmm. this podcast has gone out of control and incredibly dirty. I apologize <laughs> for anybody. <laughs> this is the Deadpool episode, so uh, I guess <laughs> I guess that makes a lot of sense. I'm going to ask you right now. You know, I, you know, I know you hate to do it, but I don't care because you're on the podcast. Um, who dies? Anyone, pick a, pick a name from the trailer you've seen. Who is not uh, making it out of, out of here alive? Uh, Aunt May's not making it. Aunt May? Aunt May's that's not fuck, That's huge. That's pretty big. Aunt May's not ben and May. God, I don't me. know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. With people. All right, so if it's not May, then... Then... <laughs> Why you think May? You just picked May out of a hat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're not a fan of, of Marissa Tomei, bro, you can tell me, bro. You can, you can, you can uh, uh, if it's not May, then it might be happy. Uh, happy, happy can technically go with Tony yeah, being gone. It might be, it might be happy. Happy but could technically go. Happy, happy go, man. Happy's on man. Maybe Favreau's done with all this stuff, but to be honest, I wouldn't be done with those paychecks. Well, I, I, I top, so top three. May, happy, or Ned? <laughs> Lee, you, any of those happen is going to break my heart. Um, Tom Holland has go, gone so far as to say that this is an incredibly brutal film, and we yeah. won't be suspecting some of the things that happen in it. Um, I have an incredibly uh, insane theory that I would like to espouse now so that if it's true, I get to take all the credit, and if it's not true, I get to deny that I ever said it. I think... Doc Ock is baby facing this. Yeah, I think he I think will. So. I think he will find the error of his ways and end up help, helping. You know, all this happen. But I think he's gonna get put in a position where they're gonna bring them. Like, like it's gonna be revealed that they're all gonna have to go back to the universes and die. Uh-huh. You understand? That just was gonna happen. And I think he's gonna try to do his best to trade places with somebody before that happens. And if that's the case. How cool would it be to see either OG Spider-Man become the superior Spider-Man? With all with Alpha Melina in the brain. Give him that black. That suit was so sexy. That superior Spider-Man <laughs> suit looks so good. So yeah. I think Doc Ock is babyface until it gets to the end where he doesn't want the party to end. And he finds a way to put his, his mind in somebody else's body setting up as some, 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 something sinister. Some things. Some things. Any note on who's the sixth member of the Sinister Six in this? I don't know, man. No? Uh, people saying Venom? People saying Mysterio? Craving got a movie coming up. Morbius is out there, out and about. Are you watching Morbius? Perhaps. You like, you like Spider-Man. It's a perhaps. Did you see Venom too? 
Wow. You do have to watch Eternals, but they don't have Spider-Man in it, so I don't blame you for that. Have you seen Venom 2? Uh, I have not. Spider-Man in that as well. I've really fallen back. I've, I actually got to catch the rest of last week's episode of Hawkeye as well. Um, absolutely ridiculous. People are booing you on the I'm other out of control, bro. On the other end here. Really but but you are a devoted husband and a loving father to a damn near perfect family and not perfect like they came out of the box that way. You guys work extra hard to make sure that everything is going well there. And I am proud to know you and and the fam. And I know that you are taking time out of all of those duties to do this. And I am incredibly grateful. You, sir, we just celebrated our four-year anniversary um, last Sunday. Actually, yeah, we were four years old and in one week, and you were the first ever co-host on the Major Issues podcast. So like I said, next week is going to be a tearjerker. It's going to be, you know, like not only are you going to be sitting here with the two OG members of the Major Issues podcast, but we'll be talking about not only the Spider-Man that we've covered up until this point, but possibly every Spider-Man we've ever seen in cinema. <laughs> it's going to be absolutely ridiculous. You're going to want to be here next week for it. But I want to thank those that were here for this week. This one was a quick one, but it's to get ready for the monumental ones we got coming up the next mm-hmm. two weeks. My damn near kill us. DP. Yeah, so a quick deep. Oh, God. It's absolutely ridiculous. I'm going to have to call my lawyers and see he if we can clear proud. this. He would, want, he would want it this way. Who? DP. I don't like any of this. I don't like how any of this is going. Um, <laughs> the, oh, yuck. Um, so. Deadpool. 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 That's what we're talking about, Deadpool. And I want to thank everybody for listening to this super quick DP. And. Um, uh, for all the support, people have actually been really uh, supportive buying some merch for their family for Christmas. We've been getting a lot of sales on Tee Public, um, so I want to thank those for supporting us that way. We do the Major Issues thank podcast you. every single Wednesday, or we drop it every single Wednesday. We haven't missed a week yet. Knock on Vibranium, we don't. But um, it's been one of the most disciplined slash rewarding things I've ever done, and I do it with my friends. And I want to thank you guys for being along for the ride. Um, if you want to listen to more episodes of the Major Issues podcast, first of all, how do you find this one? Second of all, <laughs> if you want to find the rest of them, odds are you can find the rest of them where you found this one. But if you need a help and a direction, you can go to comicbookclick.com, which is the one stop for all things comic book click. It's the articles that we write. It's the merchandise that we design at tpublic.com. It's, uh, we have a little about us section about each person that helps contribute to comic book click. Um, and you can click the su- uh, support CBC link and get transported to our Patreon, patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse, where for as little as 10 cents a day, $3 a month, you can help us keep the lights on here. Some of the things that we do and some of the avenues that we're trying to go to for content cost a little bit of money. With some of the money that you've been able to get us, we've been able to upgrade some of our hardware, purchase some software, and we're getting ready to do some very exciting things next year. But we need your continued support to be able to see this through there's light at the end of the tunnel and it's only because of you guys. So keep supporting us the best way that you can. And I just listed two ways right there. You can support us by going on patreon.com slash CBC clubhouse and becoming a patron. You can support us by hitting that shop CBC link at comicbookclick.com and purchasing an original design made by myself right from there. And you can get it in time for Christmas, get it for a loved one. You can get a mug, a t-shirt, pillows, all kinds of cool stuff uh, designed exclusively by comic book. Click. 
But the last and possibly easiest way to support us is to rate and review us on iTunes because it's the quickest way for us to grow as podcasters and find out what you like and what you don't. The perfect thing about it is not only can you rate and review us on iTunes, you can rate and review us wherever podcasts are found. That's Podbean, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, the Apple Podcast app, TuneFind, YouTube, Spotify, Pandora, and now Facebook has their own podcast. So you don't even have an excuse. Because if you're following us at facebook.com slash combo click, Instagram at combo click, or you're using the hashtag combo click to talk about the newest, hot, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books or comic book media, or you're hitting us up on Twitter at Major Issue CBC, then you know how to reach us. You know the things that we're doing, and we are doing our best to provide you guys with the best content and the latest and greatest thing to come to comic books and comic book media. I've been to the future. But I can't tell you how we reach those heights. I just know that we do. And if I tell you how we reach those heights, the spell gets broken. All of my villains, aka all of my exes, will come through a portal and they'll come and they'll come and they'll yeah, try you to. Move, yeah, you, if you move the chair. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying, bro? You think I can handle all my exes coming at once? I can't, bro. It's, it's not going to happen. In the holiday season, absolutely no. ridiculous. I, I'm, I'm not trying to deal with that. So keep. <laughs> keep the future. I'll keep the future to myself, but make sure that you're holding on to everything we do here at Comic Book Click because we do it for you. Thank you guys for uh, making this the podcast to listen to. I'm liking all the reviews that we have been given. We got five stars on on iTunes. Just give us five stars. Don't even worry about the stars underneath that. Pretend they don't exist. It's like a yes or no kind of thing. You like us or you don't. Yeah. So just hit those five stars uh, so we can get recommended to other people and grow this uh, podcast. We are finishing up our Superman and Lois uh, reaction series, CBC Reacts on YouTube. We've hit 100 subscribers on YouTube, Cloudus Maximus. You know what that means? That means we get an exclusive URL. So now I can say visit youtube.com slash C slash comic book click and you get right to our YouTube channel. It. But that's all I got for now. Uh, tune in next week where you will see two crying men swinging their Peters <laughs> all, all, all over, all over this. Uh, but my name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. <laughs> I am Cloudus Maximus on this episode of DP. <laughs> and this <laughs> has been our Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe <laughs> recap <laughs> and review. And remember, whether you figured out that you're just a character in somebody else's story, whether the inner voices in your head make you your own worst enemy, or if the voices in your head become your best friends, remember, we are the click. Remember, next week we will be a mess. And remember, always remember that you, yes, you are worthy. <laughs>